With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to a new edition of the... There we go. There we go. (laughs) We've been caught out in a loop. Um, bad start to the game. Uh, uh, the, the pod, a bit like uh, a bit like Arsenal's game out there today. Um, Arsenal versus Chelsea. It's a two-two draw, Johnny. Probably the worst performance we've seen in a very long time uh, on a on a rain-soaked pitch. Um, Arsenal didn't show up. It was a very post-international break type of game. Uh, Johnny, what did you what did you make of it? Well, first of all, we're not we're not going to just scoot past what just happened. Willy nilly, you know what I mean? There are there are a big collective within the AOP community known as the Loopers, and this is what they live for. So fair play, guys. I applaud you. You've had your moment um for the pod. It, it people have expressed in the past the podcasts are better when there's a loop at the start. It's just something I'm gonna throw out there. But anyway, um that performance was so weird, it was unbelievable. Like I I, I didn't know what I was watching because with every, you know, in any game you go into, you can always have players who, you know, odd players who are having stinkers and they get hooks and stuff. It was like the whole team had had lobotomies <laughs> straight up, like walking around with half brains, couldn't even control the ball, part errant passes, really, really shit. But listen, this is why we love football. How we've managed to turn that around. And by the end, you're thinking we should we should have won it. We should have won it. They're not they're not a good team. They're not good enough to lace our boots, but we've given them joy today because uh we were we were dreadful for most of that. Yeah, I I'd I'd agree with you, Johnny. It's um it was it was it was like we we hadn't got out of the international break. It was like a bad training session. Um it's the first time that I've watched Arsenal in a long time and thought you, nobody looks prepared. Um, it was also there was also a little bit of complacency out there. I wonder whether Arsenal thought that they were just going to go and uh, and serve up a whooping to Chelsea because um, 
we didn't know what hit us. We looked shell-shocked. Passing was all over the place. And it was doubly weird because we had Saka and Martinelli in the side. So you've got a, you've got a really strong lineup. Everyone was purring pre-kickoff. And then um, and then we had a bit of a nightmare performance. But Johnny, um, we've got plenty to get through this show. Plenty of hot topics um, that I'm sure that you're going to get excited about. But before we get to the hottest, hottest of takes. Hottest of takes. The hottest of takes. The AOP hottest of takes. Make it spicy. Johnny Cochran, start us off with a spicy hot take. Well, um, I was just saying to you off camera how I kind of feel about it, and that's what I'm actually going to go for for the hottest of takes. It seems cliche to, you know, talk about what happened out there and say, listen, any successful league campaign is littered with results like this. You're playing dreadful. You know, you really should be getting beat, but somehow you just manage to scavenge things. At the end of the day, we know Chelsea are a bit of a mess, but they're also a good team on their day. They have talent, you know what I mean? Not just some also-rans. And to have played that poorly and still got out of there with a result still unbeaten, look at the league jointly, joint top. I don't, I, I don't need any conversations about goal difference at this stage of the season. Don't care. Joint top. And we just played one of our worst games in m- m- years. That that was awful at the start. The first 70 minutes, absolutely awful. And um, I just think you look at it now and you say, yes, it might have seemed like, you know, we got away with one today, but this is what you need to get over the line in a league challenge. We'll never get towards a league challenge if we continue to play like that. But if we can keep picking up points when we're not playing well, that, you know, could be the proving of us, as it were. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think my hot take is Arsenal put in the worst performance of the season and it still took an incredibly unlucky uh, penalty decision that Arsenal never get. Arsenal would never have got that penalty if it was the other way around. And it took a bit of a howler slash fluke um, from David Raya. So um, I think I would be pretty upset if I was a Chelsea fan right now. I'm like, you, you've put on your best performance of the season uh, you haven't got two points and you've still needed to uh, the gift of luck to to get around it. So um, I think the point has saved a lot of the uh, a lot of the really spicy anchor post game. Uh, it's it, we got away with it. We got away with it. We didn't win ugly. We drew ugly. All right, Johnny, let's get into um, let's get into some of the hot topics of the day. I think we need to uh, I think we need to start out. Uh, Bad day for ball-playing goalkeepers. Um, Chelsea's keeper had a nightmare. Raya had a nightmare. Um, pretty big mistake. I think he's positioning for that uh, for that Mudrick fluke. Uh, wasn't great, and it doesn't help that he's not particularly tall. Uh, some of his kicking was uh, noticeably off. He was making bad decisions. He had to make a couple of good recovery saves um, early on in the game. But um, Johnny, like we're a few games into David Raya. Um, jury's still out. Um, I wanted to get your take. Is Aaron Ramsdale sitting from hospital with his newborn baby? A little smile on his face today. <clears throat> well, look, um, um, I, 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 I think when I when Raya first came to the team, I was accused of being a little bit kind, a little bit David Raya friendly. Some of my ratings had been considered to be a, li- you know, a, a little bit too generous based on what it was, and would I have gave? 
given Aaron Ramsdale the same leniency. And I said at the time, no, I, I'm I'm accounting for the fact he's new in the team and he's doing some good things, but he's got to get to know. At this stage, I, I'm, I'm open to saying now, like I'm, I want to be clear, I want Ramsdale back in the team. I'm I'm done. I'm now caping for Ramsdale, hundred percent. I'm shipping it, as I've heard, as an adjective, like as a verb, I should say. I'm shipping Ramsdale right now. The fact is, is there has been something shaky in every David Raya game, I think, since he's been in, and I can excuse it at the start, but now it just looks like the moments are getting too big for him. I wouldn't I wouldn't play him anymore. I'd put Ramsdale in and say, look, you know, take me back. Come back like Frank Butcher to Pat. Just take me back, Pat. Like, we did you wrong. But um, I think Aaron Ramsdale could well benefit from the fact he's been dropped and has been given the shape up. But I don't I don't think that he makes as many mistakes as Raya. And at that point, I, when I was sold on how good his distribution is, and I know that some of the stats seem to lead it, in general, I feel more confident with Aaron Ramsdale's kicking. That's just the truth. And now, all of a sudden, he seems like the less error-prone one. So, for me, I want to—I'm I'm nailing my colours to the mask. I'm a Ramsdalian, and I want him back in the team. I'm sorry, Pat, take me back. Wow, I mean, that could have been your hot take, Johnny. That was pretty spicy. Yeah, David Raya didn't cover him, shower himself in glory. And I think, to your point, we've seen the shakiness in the kicking in every game. We've had some big errors that have cost us in big moments. I mean, thinking back to the Champions League. Uh, where he gifted a goal for an errant pass. Um, today, just some of the decision-making wasn't there. And, and he does look like he's not, it, it, at the moment, it looks like he's not built for the big time. And Mikel Arteta said it was a meritocracy at Arsenal. And he was he said that he would like to have subbed goalkeepers at some point in his Arsenal career. And he regrets that he's never done it. I think if Ramsdale was on the bench today, he would have got a shout to get onto the pitch. I don't think... Um, Raya is exuding the Iceman um, persona that we were hoping for. Um, and I'm I'm getting a little bit worried that this loan move might not go to Perm because um, getting getting done from a cross like that is is not good. And you, you do quite, in days like today, you do miss uh, Aaron Ramsdale's height. Aaron Ramsdale's a lot taller. Yeah. He he's he's probably you're not you're probably not able to get that over the top of him. So having a short goalkeeper, and I know he's good at crosses. I know the numbers look good on that front, um, but that wasn't that wasn't a good look. And people are saying it's fluky, but you know, look at his position; like he's he's like almost at his front post. Um, so, yeah, be, be very interesting um, to see what happens in the Champions League this week because Aaron Ramsdale looks like he's got a shout at getting back into the side. Yeah, absolutely. Halfway through that game, I'm like, listen. Aaron, I know it's amazing what you're going through. You had a child and that, but if we send an Uber your way, will you just, you know what I mean, pack your baby down in the crib, just come and give us a second half? Because that was, you know, we were, we were crying out for... Arteta spoke, didn't he? You know, I'm desperate to sub a goalie for tactical reasons. Well, if he had that available, that would have he would have pulled the trigger 100%. And... I think that right now, Aaron Ramsdale is an extremely good case to say, I've not been this bad. Like, I, I think, again, I think David Raya looks vulnerable in every single game so far. And there were definitely some things he does better than Ramsdale. But in term, I never thought that he would come in and I'd have less confidence in him. 
And I do. I have less confidence in him than I did with Ramsdale with whatever's baked into his game, the mistakes. I feel like Ramsdale could... Yeah, I, I, I really I, I really would um, like to see Aaron return, to be fair. Yeah, oh well, we'll see, and we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what Arteta thinks um, this week in the Champions League, and there's a nice easy game for Aaron to come back to his old club, Sheffield United, and it's like now we'll see is it really a meritocracy or has Arteta made up his mind and did he just pull all that guff before just to get Aaron out of the club? Um, okay, well uh, we'll continue the theme of handling issues, uh, but I'm not talking about goalkeepers, Johnny. I want to talk about. Um, William Saliba. Um, Mudrick had a header in the box. Uh, Saliba's hand was uh, flailing and the ball hit his hand. Um, Johnny, I don't know how a player is supposed to react um, in that short space of time. I actually don't think it's humanly possible to react in that moment. But the ball did hit the hand. Um, I don't know whether the header was going on target, but that's uh, that, that's debatable. And what do you make of these sorts of handball decisions, Johnny? And how comes we never get them? Well, I'm not. I'm not actually going to go down the kind of "woe is me" um, tunnel today with regards to those kinds of decisions. Like, I, I, you know, whether or not we get them or not, I'm just going to put that down to, you know, luck. Essentially, it is what it is. Like, it, it goes certain ways, but the actual kind of enforcement of that law I've got to say when I, when it boils down to it I believe that was a penalty I do I do think it was just because I I think it's really hard because a player has arms and where do you want him to put it but my the 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 um the key uh issue there is actually what you mentioned if the ball is going in then if you have your arm out if you stop that, like if the ball is going on target and you stop it with your arm, even if it's not intentional, it's out. As long as it's away from your body, I think, yeah, it's really tough to take when you see that. You're like, come on. And do we even know it was going on target? But if the ref has given it for that reason, then it's a sickener. And I think it's marginal. That wouldn't always get called. But I'm not. I'm not going mad over that penalty. It's just, it is what it is. And we kind of got a bit unlucky, but, you know, hopefully on other days it might go for us. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I get that it's a handball. And if I was a Chelsea fan, I wouldn't see any controversy in it. I think it's, um, I think the handball rules are just so difficult because it's like, if you if you can't actually physically move your hand out of the way, um, what are you going to do? And he couldn't, it, like, you can't jump with your hand behind your back. Um, at the angle that he needed to jump at. So it's like, there's no consideration for that. But I guess the rules are the rules. You know, if it's um, if you have to be quite literal about these handball rules, um, it's, it's better than trying to get into the nuance in a split-second decision. Like, trying to work out, was that was that header going to be on target? Uh, could he have moved out of the way? Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I felt a little bit hard done by um, mm. on that front. And um, David Raya didn't save the penalty. We still not got our penalty saving monster keeper. That David Seaman took up all the juice when it comes to that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And look, I, you know, I've said I know there's a lot of people saying that they don't think it was a penalty. I understand that, and I think that's more like we're, it's because it's our team. But I'm not saying that's a stonewall penalty by any stretch. But I don't think we can have it. Either gets given or it doesn't. 
And I, when it gets given, I don't feel like we can have that bigger complaints because his arm is out. And the, the main thing that I look for in this is if it is going on target, I don't care if it's intentional. If it's away from your body, then you can get done. We've seen it happen loads. And I know some people don't think that's a good example of it, but I am I can at least chalk it up to that and say, wash my hands of it. I don't want to keep complaining about things. I, I kind of feel more aggrieved by Mudrick's little cross shot and then standing there like he's fucking Jude Bellingham at the end. You shanked a cross, mate. Don't you dare give it the Jude in front of your fans. You shanked a cross into our thing. Oh, look at me. I'm blessed. Fuck off. Fuck right off. I uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, okay, so uh, not, a, not a good day for goalkeepers. Not a good day for handballs. Let's talk about the uh, flatulent Arsenal performance overall, Johnny. It, um, it, it, something wasn't right out there. And it feels like it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly what it was. Can you take any solace from the fact that it was a shocking performance everything went wrong apart from the result and Arsenal don't often have days like that how do we um how do you compute that um in terms of computing it as to why I'll maybe um you know get onto that at the end but like that honestly I, I do you know do you know what 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 worries me? Not it doesn't even worry me. It just really threw me. I didn't recognise the team, and one of the things now I, I realise when it's not there, of what you know what Arteta has done. There is a clearly defined way that we play, and we fell in love with the way that we play, and we just want to see that. We might not win every week, but we want to see us play the Arsenal way, the Arteta way, and that was the opposite of that out there. It looked weird. Strangers on the pitch. I mean, some of that, look, I know some people get a little bit generous with themselves. Like, I could do better than that. You know what I mean? You're like, mate, you're shit. <laughs> There's no, they might be having a bad day. You're shit. You're not doing that. But I genuinely think a lot of people could say, I could do better than some of the stuff we saw in that first half. Just people can't pass five yards. It's weird. Erdegaard having a shocker out there. Uh, you had, yeah. Just players all over it. Zinchenko, obviously hooked in the end, but he, he just simply not up to it. And, uh, you know, the one thing you could say, we went in 1-0 down, but it could, not to say Chelsea were playing well, but if we had lost another goal, because anything could have happened, then we might have found it, you know, impossible to turn around. But the reality is, is we managed to kind of come back. In terms of why we're this flat, you have to look, in these situations and say the manager has to shoulder the blame. I, I did a, I did a um, podcast with you the other day, Pete, didn't I? Where I came out uh, for our Patreons, you should be on that. Um, and I came out and I said, I don't think I gave enough flowers for our t- to Arteta after the City game. It was a massive result and he deserved a better rating. And now I don't know what I would rate him for that. I think the team was wrong. I don't know why he keeps persisting with Jorginho. I don't think he's up to it. And he looked, he had a poor game today, again. Um, and, you know, the ability to just change things when things are going wrong. I thought Emil Smith-Rowe would have been a good shout as well in this game. But obviously, at the end, we've managed to come away with something. So um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what has caused it. But ultimately, the buck stops with the manager in terms of having the team ready and, uh, you know, fit to play. 
Yeah, I don't know what I could to put the performance down to. I think there's, I do take a little bit of solace from the Liverpool-Everton game a bit earlier in the day. That wasn't, um, that wasn't a game that fired on all cylinders. I think the international break might have had a little something to do with it. Certainly seemed to have something to do with the starting lineup. Kai Havertz didn't get a start. Thomas Partey didn't get a start. And um, I, I wonder whether playing in that sort of torrential rain, like sometimes it can throw players. Like the, the ball wasn't moving um, the way it would normally move. Um, players look like uh, drowned rats out on the pitch. And, um, and it didn't click. And I also wonder whether there might have been a little bit of like Chelsea PTSD from the past. Like the, you know, whether those sort of uh, old ghosts of Chelsea rattling us every time. Um, but yeah, I can't really put my finger on it. And you you really do need Odegaard to have a good game to make the entire team tick. And I also thought that the um, Declan Rice playing in a more advanced position didn't really suit him. Um, you know, when we sort of like uh, changed it up a little bit in the second half. Um, I thought we got a bit better. But yeah, overall, um, a little bit disappointing. But key to it, Johnny, is um, we are the comeback kings. We are the comeback kings, Johnny. Somehow, we got back into the game. And like I've got two two parts of this story. Like, you know, number one, do we want to celebrate the substitutions? Because they certainly made an impact. And number two, um, what does this say about our credentials as a club? When it well, comes to it, character, it, it says that what do all the big league, you know, league winning teams that we've seen, um, you arguably bar like, you know, the one off wonders who win it once and kind of fade away, i.e., potentially Leicester, and obviously they got broken up. But in general, to win a league, you have to be like really gutsy, have big characters that just can just do things in, in minutes where in games when they're just, you know, drifting and. I remember the year that Vincent Company stepped up and banged, banged one in the top corner from 30 yards just because he's like, his will to win was so great. And I want to, you know, take that as a launch pad for who I want to talk about, and that's Declan Rice. Declan Rice, you know, didn't have his best game today. Like, he was part of the general malaise uh, in, you know, in the first 70 minutes, but I thought he was the least kind of culpable. I thought he looked like he was trying to do stuff. And for him to get that goal, it's just another example of the leadership. This guy, the intangibles with him. I really, really love Declan Rice. I, he's, he's fast becoming my favourite player, you know. And that's saying something with Saliba. In a, like Declan Rice, his ability to start stepping up and kind of leading by example. And you know that the players on, on the team start to follow him when he starts beating his chest and, you know, and doing things. And obviously to get the, the equaliser, that was Bukayo Saka. Been poor all game. We don't know what's going on with the fitness, but just a moment of magic. That cross is absolutely nuts. I mean, it's a great finish, but it's because it's a bonkers cross. You can't defend that. And uh, so our big players, one way or another... They may be having stinky games so we can't dominate, but they can often give you that one-punch knockout, you know, which you can uh, you can get by or, or get by with a, a lot of the time. Yeah, I think the, the comeback speaks to um, incredible character, really. I mean, watching that game, I felt it was done after 55 minutes. I mean, the, it, every, every nothing was working. 
I think a lot of uh, a lot of people in my group chat were like, you know, this is done. Let's just hope that we don't get beaten four 0 And to find um, the spirit to launch a comeback. I mean, in the end, I mean, Chelsea were probably happy that the game finished out because they look they they looked like they were going to concede again. And uh, I think we've we've also got to celebrate the the substitutes out here. I thought um, you know, Trossard is a great impact player to to bring off the bench. I don't think the goalkeeping um for that was particularly good. Uh, I like it was it was it, it was on the near post and it just it looked like he couldn't be bothered almost. Um but you know you've got to get on the end of those. You've got to cre- you've got to take those risks at the back post. So um yeah, brilliant cross from Saka. Um great little finish. And then uh and then yeah like it's uh, it, it's it's wild to to have a, have a game that bad and escape with a draw, Johnny. Like you know, it kind of reminded me of I think we played Everton in that Invincibles run, and uh, Wiltor scored that 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 crazy little lob, that lob goal. It was almost embarrassing. But those those were the sorts of draws that led us to be invincible. And um, going away at Stamford Bridge, if you'd given me a draw at the start of the game, I probably would have taken it. So um, considering the performance. And considering the rarity of those performances, you'd hope that we'll get that out of the system. We'll go to Sevilla in the week, um, pick up more points, and then Sheffield Sheffield United is a is a is a really good game to to have off the back of Chelsea. So could it could have saved our month, Johnny? Listen, I, I think that um, it's 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 a great point. It really is, and uh, I think that we've um, we have to give the flowers to uh, the people that we brought off the bench and. If Arteta wants to get a little bit of that shine as well out of it, then fair play. But I I, I look back, because you just brought up the stuff about the Invincibles, and I always remember that Portsmouth game at home where we absolutely played shit that, that day and we should have got beat. And we ended up getting a Bobby Perez penalty, which wasn't a penalty. In the days of v- if VAR was on about, we would, we would not be unbeaten because that weren't a pen. But um, it was very light. But still... Um, we came like in a game where we've not played well. We just managed to not get beat. And listen, we are still unbeaten, and we've played a lot of big teams. We're to- we're joint top of the league. We can't feel that despondent, you know. Uh, the fact is, is we're managing to pick up, you know, um, gold nuggets. We're we're literally getting coins like Mario right now, collecting coins every week. Yep, yeah, just ding, 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 getting it going. Because at the end of the day, the belief with Arsenal is that. At some point, we're going to kick into gear and people are going to get wallops off us regularly. Just six, seven games, you know, with a big bad wolf in the league, just, just smashing people. So I think that that's there. I still believe and hope it is. If we can be in and around it by the time that does kick in, then, you know, we are going to be flying. And ultimately, the only way we're going to do that is continue to be resilient, which is what, you know, where the comebacks are coming from. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I think I would agree with that, Johnny. I also did want to touch on um, Declan Rice in um, in this scenario because you know you you spoke glowingly about you know his ability to bounce back and uh, have a, a big second half because his first half certainly wasn't there. He didn't look very comfortable on the pitch. Um, I wanted to talk about his character because it's uh, it's kind of an intangible, but you do feel like um, the team looks to him now. When things aren't going well, people look to him and he takes responsibility. Like he looks like a winner. He looks like a leader. And 
I thought his leadership skill out on the pitch today um, was exceptional. Like, I feel like he's starting to become um, a bit of a heartbeat of the team in the same way that kind of Erdegaard is from like moving the ball around, but like from a character, from a let's get, let, you know, let's roll up our sleeves, let's go, let's go into battle and let's fight for this. Um, I, and not that we didn't have that with Granite Jacker, but I just think Declan Rice is a better player. Um, and I was concerned when Granite Jacker went that we would be losing some of his leadership skills. But do you think um, Declan Rice is starting to show leadership character characteristics? And do you think he's starting to get that, uh, not an invincible aura, but something something like that? Um, this this uh, comment on the um, on the screen from Greg Gallo, I think is great. And this is kind of, you know, hammers home my sentiments with him. Is literally for the for the audio listeners. He's got Rice has been worth six points so far, two against Man U, three against Man City, and one today. And I am in full agreement, absolute full agreement. And when you try to, you know, kind of calibrate how much money you have to spend for a player that can do that, we are, you know, in the first ten games, and he's already got six points. For the team on his own, that's worth a hundred million. It is. It just is. It's a bargain. I cannot believe how quickly he's taken to it. I thought he'd be good straight away. We paid a premium for a prem ready player who could just be good for day dot. But you never know they're ever gonna be. This guy has just hit the ground running. He's the nuts. It's very rare that we play a game now, and I don't sit there and think he's the best certainly the best defensive midfielder, if not the best midfielder on the pitch. He's bullying games. Honestly, I don't want to go hyperbolic here, but there are Vieira vibes at times in terms of the way that he he strangles a game. Like He's just constantly dominant, constantly, you know, driving. He's aggressive, strong. It's just amazing. What a football player. Yeah, he's um, he's absolutely immense. Uh, 105 million is a lot of money for a player, but never have I looked at a player and seen so much value. Um, he's still only young, you know, he's 24 years old. Um, he's probably a future in England captain. And unlike David Raya, he really has stepped up to the level. You feel like he knows he belongs there, kind of like watching Jude Bellingham go to Madrid. You know, he knows that he belongs at that level. And I feel like Declan Rice wants to be a Premier League winner. He wants to be a Champions League winner. And he wants to do it at Arsenal. So I, I, I've been, I've been blown away by his performances so far. And I, you know, I know he got the goal, but you don't get that win without Declan Rice on the pitch. Like he's he's becoming basically what Party was to us the last two seasons, like an indispensable player, someone that you want to start every single game. And I'm getting quite excited to see Party and Declan Rice playing together because I still don't think we've got our full fix of that. You know, let's not forget. Um, the technical ability of Thomas Party and some of the things that he can do maybe a little bit better than Declan Rice, like those sharp turns. I think some of his passing is a is a little bit better or a little bit more incisive. Um, and, and we've not we've not played a lot of games with those two, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I think if Thomas Party had started today instead of Jorginho, I think we might have seen a different first half. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know. You've brought it onto that subject, and I think it's we we've got to talk about it. The fact is that I, I I tweeted out with the lineup, and I was like, I think Jorginho 
should count himself very lucky to be starting. I don't think there was any reason to be starting him. I, I hadn't done the check at that point as to what how much game time Thomas Partey had, but I've had it tweeted at me that he did 60 minutes in both games for Ghana. So he's playing games. You know, what are we talking about here? If he's playing games for them, he should be playing games for us. And there is no logical reason why Jorginho should be starting over him. Of course, Declan Rice is going to benefit from playing next to Thomas Partey. Thomas Partey's the nuts. And what he will benefit from is Declan Rice, one way or the other, and we're seeing him put in great forces, but he is having to be the complete legs for this midfield. When you play with Jorginho, he may help in terms of retaining possession, but the majority of the running, the big, you know, having to the big tackles and whatnot, it certainly feels like it's coming from Rice. And I think that Thomas Party would add a lot more dynamism, forward running, running with the ball, good passing as well. Um, and it would take the pressure off of Declan Rice a little bit, you know. Um, so I think that I hope that Arteta knows that that's what needs to happen. And, you know, by the next game, they are starting together because it's it feels kind of like the Saliba-Gabriel thing at the start of the year. Just put them in. They're clearly your best. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's going to be exciting to to get both of them in the side and, and really kick on. And I, I, we, we kind of touched on it during the break. Not enough credit is given to Arteta for the you know the amount of lost minutes we've had so far this season, and we're still unbeaten. Gabby Jesus has been out for a bit. You know we've lost Saka for games, we've lost Martinelli for games. Trossard's been injured. Um, we we haven't had a, a full squad to pick from from a while for a while, and um, hopefully over the next few weeks, uh, heading into a difficult November we can get a full squad out there and see like what is the best starting eleven for Arsenal FC at the moment. I know Arteta wouldn't want a best starting eleven, but I do think one will gradually um, creep out of the woodwork as the season goes on. Yeah, 100%. And, and the reality is, is it's just a case of whether we can keep it going. But, you know, part of it comes down to what City do as well. You know what I mean? What kind of City we're going to get. But all I know is at some point in the season, we are going to have to win those games rather than draw them. But at this stage, it's just good not to be losing and it keeps us right up there, right in there. You can't, you cannot feel too dejected when you're unbeaten and join top of the league. It's that simple. I would agree with that. Okay, um, let's move on to another topic. Johnny, there's been lots of conversations going around um, about Pochettino, about Chelsea, about the Todd Bowley transfer strategy. Um, I wanted to get your take on what you thought of Chelsea today. Like, was there anything that excites you, worries you? Um, or are you pretty easy about where they're going to finish this season? Um, they are stirring a little bit. And this Palmer, who's scored two goals against us now, absolute little piss taker. He looks quite good, to be fair. Like, And I mean, by no means it, does it all look like the finished article. But Chelsea certainly looked like they had some life in them. And you would think that as they get to know each other better, build that chemistry, they'll become a little bit more, um, you know, uh, kind of relaxed in front of goal. They'll they'll probably give a team a walloping this year at some point. But, you know, I, I kind of see their ceiling as maybe if they get their run going early enough, they might challenge for a top four spot. But they're nothing more than that. A poor outfit. Should have got them. Should have got them hands off us today, but we didn't show up, and we've left. You know, kind of thankful that we didn't really slip up today, and we, you know, it's just a little bit of a slip up. 
But the reality is, is we're a miles better team than Chelsea. And uh, luckily for them, we did not play like it today. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think they've got a lot of exciting young talent in the side. I'm just, I think the thing that I was trying to work out today is like, is, is any of it top, top young talent? You know, like, is any of it like Bakayo Saka levels? Because you can sign good 21-year-olds. You can have 11 good 21-year-olds. But to win the Premier League or to get back into top four contention, you need 11 top, top, top young players. Like Enzo Fernandez looks uh, a good player. Mudrick had a slightly better game, but I, I'm still not quite seeing it um, like I did from the comp videos when he was playing in Ukraine. And then they just seem to have, um, like, weird problems elsewhere. I'm not sure about the goalkeeper um, that they've signed. I'm not sure um, how you can win a Premier League when you've got a 38-year-old in your central defence. It's amazing to me that they've spent so much money and Thiago is still um, in the mixer there. And there's just not a... I just don't feel there's a lot of special in that squad. I don't think, I don't think when I watch Chelsea, I don't think I would love to have that player in my team. They don't have like that uh, a Drogba or a Lampard or like a, a real prestige player, which is staggering considering they've spent the best part of a billion on that squad. Like there's no one where you're like, I would swap this player out for X. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have Mudrick over Trossard um, based on on what I'm seeing. Like who who would who would make your starting eleven from Chelsea, John? Apart from Reese James. And it, you know, even Reese James, does he get into our, our team? I think he does, yeah. If he was fit. But yeah. um he cut obviously he wouldn't get in our team because he's too injury prone and ultimately, you know, that's not that's not like a side issue that is gonna limit that guy's career, unfortunately. But I do think that on his best day he's got a shout for best right back in the league. He has he's, he can do that all, defends well, goes forward. But you know, the guy who plays right back for us, he's no mug, is he? Absolute nuts. Absolute nuts. But I mean, what's that hair about, by the way? Wait, what did you think of the hair? I thought it looked a bit odd. It was rascal. Absolutely. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't come here with that filth, Ben. We, you know we're going to back you because we absolutely love you, mate. But that's shit and that is hard to defend. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I think you're spot on. The only arguments would be Enzo getting in, which I don't even think I would go there. But, um, you know, he, he, he does look like a good player. And then Reese James, if you were to not think about fitness and even even those are both debatable realistically so it's a it's a it's um illustrative of the massive swing in quality that both clubs have had over the last you know decade and it's all coming to us and going away from them i would agree all right johnny um bit difficult getting uh getting loads of content in for a for a draw where you played um absolutely terribly but before um we do call it a day, I would like to talk about um, the week ahead. We've got an away day in Seville and then we've got Sheffield United. Do you think that after that performance, there is an opportunity to rotate in some different names or do you think after a performance like that, Arsenal need to get a good one in the system and, and, and get it ticking again? What do you think? Well, we simply don't... With, with the result... Um, uh, in the Champions League in France, like we we don't have the, lu- the luxury, the liberty of taking a little game off and you know taking it easy. We we have to get a win, 
or we certainly can't be getting against Sevilla. We can't we can't lose away from home, and we've got to win at home. That's that's it's just as simple as that. Our margin for error has got a little bit finer, and in the Premier League, whilst we can reflect on being feeling quite pleased with ourselves of where we sit in the league, considering how we're playing, we can't keep doing this. We can't we can't do this forever. If we're going to be successful, we are going to have to start kicking into gear at some point. You know, of course, we can try and gut it out for as long as we want, but. At some point, it's going to have to feel like it kind of clicks. And I don't think we've really done that at all this year. We've had moments and we've had good performances. But in terms of feeling like, you know, everything's just on the money, I don't feel like we've really even hit top gear yet. So I think Arteta will be craving that level um, for us to get to for the team to feel like they're in, you know, kind of second nature on autopilot where it all just flows, flow states. Um, so I think in that respect, we've seen it the way he is with Saka. He's just going to keep putting them out there, putting them out there until hopefully one day it just goes ding and someone gets, you know, an absolute beat down of us because we're long overdue. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting week. I think that we need to rotate some players um, out for the Champions League game. I don't think Gabby Jesus deserves a start after that rotten performance. I thought Eddie uh, brought a bit of life into the squad. Maybe a Fabio Vieira or um, or Kai Havertz gets the, the nod in midweek. And I would love to see Thomas Party coming in. I think the best way to get through that funk that happened um, today is reward the players um, that save the day. And I, w- I would like to see um, Trossard get, uh, get a bit of a start um, I think we can maybe be, maybe be fair on Martinelli. He's had a, he's had, a, he's been struggling with injury, so he wasn't going to come back and bang. And I know that Saka has also been struggling with injury, but there's a really awful performance from the front three today. Mm. And um, I think Arteta has got to work out how he, uh, how he turbocharges the squad because I want goals against Sheffield United, Johnny. Yeah, and to to kind of be a bit more pointed in terms of my answer for the rotation thing. Um, like, I think there are going to be a lot of changes, potentially, but I wouldn't necessarily call it rotation because I think Raya's going to be out the team and I think he should be, but that's not rotation. You're getting dropped. I think Zin Diesel needs to take a couple of, have a couple of weeks on the bench. Straight up, I'd play Tommy now. Um, I'd, he, he's, played, he's played more bad than good this year, Zinchenko. He really has. And it's only because the team's been doing well that he's been saved from a lot of flat. A lot of performances this year have been subpar. Not good enough. Just not good enough. And I guess my kind of sentiment about Arteta almost wanting to keep playing the players, keep playing them so they play into form, was more a kind of look at the attacking players that you, you mentioned. Saka, Martinelli and that, I do think he will continue to put them out there because he's like, there's no other way for us to win than these guys catching a light at some point. Like, if you think about ways that we could be successful, every one of them really involves Saka going mental at some point. So we're going to have to keep... We can't have games where we just... We can't have him going off the boil for two months. So I think Arteta keeps playing those guys and bringing in people like Trossard off the bench to add something if they need to. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. 
I think it'll be um I think I think it'll be a, a big week for showing that meritocracy exists. I think it's gonna be a big week for testing the squad. Like that looked like an exhausting game out there, but we need to hit the ground running and show that we can do three games a week. It's also going to be interesting to see if we can show up fresh for that weekend game because um, you know we've had incidents where after a Champions League game we haven't looked at our best and you really have to dig deep um, when you're playing the, all of these midweek games and all of these midweek games are important. But it will be nice to to see Seville. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That that it's not quite Champions League, but I guess it is really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like, it feels Europa League-ish, but Sevilla get into the Champions League quite a lot, right? Oh, absolutely. At the very least, they win the Europa League and they have that season after it. You know what I mean? But in, do, you, yeah. do you get the point I was making there, Pete, in terms of it? I'm not sure it would come under the banner of rotation what might happen to David Raya and what might happen to Zinchenko. I feel like if those two players came out the team, which I think there's a reasonable chance of, I don't think it's, oh, yeah, we'll take you out for a week. I think it's you're, you guys are getting dropped now and you might have a few weeks out the team and deserve it. Yeah, I, uh, the David Raya should not start in midweek if this truly is a meritocracy. I just think that I, I think Arteta will get stuck on the idea that he has a better goalkeeper that does the things that he wants and he's got to make it work. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. You know, like Raya was always going to make mistakes early on. There was always going to be a lot of criticism and I think Arteta is ready for it. But yeah, I do agree on uh, Zinchenko. Zinchenko has been sloppy for a while. People just don't pay attention to it. It's because 90, you know, the 90% that's good is really, really, really good. And we kind of ignore the 10%. But in games, uh, in games like today, you know, it really showed up. So um, not really sure what the, well, we know what the solution is to that long term, right? It's timber. Probably going to be Timber <laughs> yeah, coming well, for his yeah. place, but yeah. that's a long way in the future. So hopefully uh, he can get his game back on uh, on the footing that it was last season, John. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I think he could have no complaints right now, no complaints at all. I agree, Johnny. I agree. All right, that takes us to the end of the show. Thank you to everybody that has listened, everybody that's dropped a comment, and everybody that goes on after these podcasts and leaves a five star review. We appreciate them. Uh, Johnny, we're going to be back for an on the whistle this week. Yeah, mate, got two, this one and then one on the weekend as well. Just spoiling you guys, spoiling you rotten. So uh, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.